What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the roller skating, game playing, after party loving Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Did you love? Did you love after party? I liked it. Uh, it grew on me toward the end because I think yeah. it does some really um, fun things narratively. But I didn't like it as much as Oxenfree. And I, since I played it early too, it did. It definitely like had some chug moments. Yeah, yeah which yeah, I heard yeah, happened yeah. with Oxenfree too. Oh yeah. And I don't know time. why that keeps why that keeps happening. Uh, games are hard to make. Game, but... You know what I mean? Games are hard to make, and then when yeah, you gotta but... optimize for these PCs, God only knows what they're gonna have under their hood. You know. Sure. I, I played on console though, but I did I did generally enjoy it. I do think that maybe um, the push to kind of like the more two point five D might have been a little bit more aware than it was worth um sure. but yeah i liked it overall did you play after party did you play are you, are you i was excited for after party it, it, you know you and me are the same person it sounded like our type of game and i did a demo for it up until like you know you your first bar in hell and then i think you get on the the boat with ashley birch or whatever and then that was the end of the demo and when i got the final version and i started playing i had such a struggle getting back through that which i know yeah. is such a unique problem to our industry and our job of replaying something again that I was just like, ah, it wasn't clicking. I put it down. I'm like, I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. And it's buried on the PlayStation 4 game hard drive over there connected to the PS5. I think it's worth going back to because I feel like that's still a, a pretty good game. It just might not be like my like Oxen Free, I think, is like freaking incredible. And this was like a step down, but it was still really good. And I think like like I said, as the story progressed, like the end is definitely like I'm like, oh, they really like have something here more than I thought they did. Um, but yeah. I mean, if you ever play it, if you ever finish it, I never will. You know. Yeah. Well, where's that radio? The Radiohead thing is sitting. It's there. right there. It's right. You're right. You know? It's still. It's right on why the hard drive too. Just, why don't you just play through it so we don't have to meme this out? How, how many? Know? How many? How long is it? It's like an hour. Maybe. I wish maybe I could, maybe a little I more. Diab- I got a Diablo Immortal over here. You know what I mean? I got things to do. Over Damn! Here. I thought you were gonna reveal you have a Stream Deck. Steam Deck. Yeah. That's what I, I thought that was gonna deck. be too. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good news on the Steam Deck front, everybody. You know, June is the last last month. They said between April and June for me. So you're on the fucking clock, Steam. I hear if I, if we get through June, if we get to uh, June 30th and or July 1st, I get it for free. That's what I've been told. All right. What do you get? What's the first thing you're going to play on it? What do you, what oh, are you nothing. doing? I don't, I don't want to play any of the PC games. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not excited. About it. Yeah, I'll probably you do just want to look at it. Okay. It's, it's just at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm still going to want fucking trophies. Like nothing's going to change. The hope becomes Janet. All right. Finally, I have Rogue Legacy on the go. And then uh, Rogue Legacy 2. And then just, you know, whatever random. I, you know, probably play Diablo Immortal on it. Stuff like that. Does that even work? Does that even load? I have Battle.net. I don't know how many of these. Y'all got different launchers. Am I getting it on Battle.net or Epic? Or am I getting it on Steam? I don't fucking know. No legitimate idea how your PC interface works. I know you were all real pissed about Epic Game Store back in the day. And now what do y'all do there? Y'all sit there and eat the free games up every month and act like you didn't talk a lot of shit. Use our PC players, you know what I mean? Wow. These PC players, There's no backbone. You know what I mean? Neither no do backbone. We, neither do we. Go ahead, like use you, our who, code. Yeah, use our code. Kind of funny when you when you're using Epic Epic Game Store. Uh, you, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you are you getting a Steam Deck? I forget. I can't remember if that no, no, not me personally. But Isaiah's getting one, so I will have access to one. And my hope is that he ends up not really using it, and then I just get a free Steam Deck. That'd be the idea. Sure. But, yeah. Exactly. Like, nice. He has to hate it enough to not want it, but it has to be good enough that I want it. Yeah, I, don't well, I think it's gonna be good enough for sure. Spot, you know, every yeah, time Blessing thing. talks about it, he seems to really enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. but like I don't know. He got one before um, you, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. well before yeah. too. Yeah, yeah Blessing really like. Kinda, I think kinda, we first kind of really really have one. If we, if wow. we don't have Paris Lily, wow. yeah. I don't. We don't count Paris. We've talked about this. Paris does not count. We never do in anything kind of funny related. Paris does not count. 
All right. I like they call that. me and Roger the Deck Boys because they both have Steam decks. I have been calling you the Deck Boys quite a bit. The whole yeah. town's talking about the Deck Boys. The Deck, the deck boys, boys. The Deck, the deck boys. boys. That is a reference to uh, a, a Chicagoland jingle, if you remember. So is it only in Chicago? Yeah, it was, it was the Webb family dealers. Like the the Webb okay. family that owned like a whole bunch of different uh, auto dealerships. Do you remember dealerships. The, um, the, seven, the Luna, the carpet place? Oh, 773 Here's where I'll test your Chicago knowledge, Gina uh, okay. Garcia, of rare weird ass jingles. Do you remember the Moon Oink jingle? Oh, that one I don't. Moon Oink was a commercial that would air during, like, it was uh, for a butcher shop in, like, downtown Chicago somewhere. And not, and not like, downtown Chicago, like, the, you know, financial district. Like, you sure, know, sure, sure. probably south side or north side. I'm not sure. Probably south side. And it was, like, I assume, this is me with a seven-year-old's understanding of how any of this works at the time. But I think now as an adult, I do get it. I think they could only afford to run ads, like, at six in the morning. Because that was the only time you'd ever see the Moo and Oink ad. And it would be okay. on during Foxing in the morning when I was getting ready. So, like, when my mom would even do this. And it would be this like dance a, a, a guy familiar. in a pig mascot costume dancing around, and then they would rap and be like, Hot dogs, rub, 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 ribs. I'll get you a trailer, sure. Kevin. I'm gonna find you the moo and oink thing. We gotta I, do I this. really think we don't like I, I don't know if you know this, but we've started recording like this. Everything is good now. We don't have to oh, no, I know we're on the show. Like, I know what's yeah. happening. But, I mean, at this point, I feel like we've come so far. We're going to look. We're, everybody, you're going to watch the Moo and Oink Dance Classic commercial from Chicago here. All right? Thank this is, for, uh, yeah, okay. Thank you for staying. Uh, huh? No, I was just thanking the people for staying through it. Oh, yeah, of course. Then we're going to get to you to your news. All right, Kevin, go ahead and pull up the Moo and Oink trailer I just sent you. I can't, obviously, I think that, you know, this, it's, it's hard. According to the, the description here, Moon Oink is a Chicago, Illinois-based grocery store chain and wholesaler. Originally named uh, the Cal- Calumet Meat Company, the company assumed its current name in 1976. It is well known for its odd television commercials, usually featuring oh people in cow and pig costumes. The commercials fe- feature a distinctive hip-hop jingle. Their jingle debuted in 1982 in the Moon Oink dance commercial. Kevin, we need sound for this. I got to hear the jingle. Oh, you're not hearing it? That's not good. No, I don't hear it. Uh, Do they hear it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, I must have. Yeah, I have your volume down. Excellent. So you hear it. Yeah. Great. But I'll tell you what, Janet. I would go to school yeah, and I would sing this no, Moonoy jingle and people would look at me like I had three heads because they were not watching Fox thing in the morning at 6 a.m. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think it might be people are saying it might just be oh, if that's like the not reason. the right age for me to have seen it. Also, by the time, I don't think I was watching like TV that early in the day. Sure, sure. But I was but watching I cartoons that early, but not, not enough Fox on that early usually. I like to imagine Moonwing still going though, but kindoffunny.com yeah. slash you're wrong. You can tell me, just like Nanobiologist did, yes, you can install Battle.net on Steam. So there you go. If this Diablo game's not trash, maybe I'll be playing it there. But let's talk about some other games that might or might not be trash. We're gonna talk about the fact that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have a release date. We're gonna talk about that fact that Horizon Call of the Mountain is confirmed for Summer Game Fest. And we're gonna talk about boy. You can get God of War for free. We'll talk about all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You can squat up. You can have a great time. Of course, on Patreon, you can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do, and you can get a bevy of benefits for other shows we do, like getting to watch them live. I'll talk about that in a second. Re-Gamescast. But, 
If you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Of course, you can get every episode of Kind of Funny Games daily for free. You can watch this record live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, be like nanobiologists. Keep us honest when we get something wrong or ask you a question about an obscure Chicago chain restaurant. Or no, uh, grocery store. Make sure you go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screwed up as we screwed up. And then, of course, if you still want it for free later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roostcheat.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday for a brand spanking new episode. Of course you have ads. Of course you don't get to write in. Of course you don't get the post show. But you still get a banger of an episode. Please like, subscribe, share, leave reviews, and all that jazz. It really helps us find new people who want to hear about Moo and Oink. Uh, of course, too, if you want to help us out and go that extra mile like we were talking about earlier, when you use the Epic Game Store or play Fortnite on your PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, whatever, use the Epic Creator code, kind of funny, you enter it, uh, and what is it, Kevin? It's once a month or once a season on Fortnite. Is that what's right? Once a season, uh, right? I just anytime you make a purchase, just, just check, check, make it. sure it's yeah, activated. You, you know, the new Fortnite's coming up, everybody. We're all excited. We're going to be playing uh, it over here. New Fortnite. Yeah, Kevin's real excited about it. Make sure your kind of funny code is in there both on Saturday when the event ends and then when, when it comes back next week. Uh, housekeeping for you, like I kind of teased a second ago, the Kind of Funny Games cast is live today, but a special time. We're doing it right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. So if you're live on Twitch and you want to hang out and watch them play video games, no big deal, do that. Or you can come to patreon.com slash games and watch all of us uh, t- talk about video games. We're going to do predictions for Summer Game Fest. We're going to talk about even more Pokemon. And then we're going to have some uh, reactions from Tim and Blessing, the big Sonic fans, to the Sonic Frontiers uh, tra- uh, gameplay that dropped over at IGN. Right now, nutshell blessing what did you think of it it was awesome blessing will go into more detail and more words on that patreon and you don't want to miss it patreon.com slash kind of funny games right after this of course post show no ads yada 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 even if you if you're listening to this later you're like oh i would like to listen to that with the post show which will probably be a family feudier or whatever the hell you know you can go there right now it's, they're on demand they're right there for you uh and then speaking of crazy schedules tomorrow of course is state of play playstation's summer game fest state of play we will be live reacting to it yes Janet Garcia will be there, right, Janet? Yep. She'll be excited. Uh, we'll watch it. We'll hang out. We'll have a great time. And then afterwards, we're doing a live PSI Love You XOXO on twitch.tv slash games. your episode for the week. So you can tune in there, watch us react, or watch us somewhere else without us yammering all over it, and then come back to see what we thought of it all on twitch.tv slash games. Thank you to our Patreon producers for June. Gordon McGuire and Fargo Brady. Today, we're brought to you by Chime and Credit Karma. We'll tell you about that later. For now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. My dog Nick96 chimes in with breaking news. According to Google Maps, Moo and Oink is open right now. So Moo and Oink's still kicking in Chicago. I would love to see a 2022 commercial. I'd love to star in it. Just a heads up. I will gladly fly back Moo and Oink to be in that with you. I'll be in the costume. I don't even need to be a Greg Miller thing. Number one, ladies and gentlemen. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet have a release date. Kevin, there's a brand new trailer. It dropped on Twitter with the check marks, new Pokemon check, new professors check, and a new trailer. While it runs and Janet watches it, I'm going to read a bit from the one, the only Steve Watts at GameSpot. So, Kevin, you can click when you Do want to. Do we want to. audio or no audio? Is everything? Uh, audio we'll low a little bit it. so I can talk yeah. over it. Yeah, it's not like there's, I don't think there's a lot of like, uh, you know, right, dialogue or Steve Watts writes, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are coming this year, marking the next generation of mainline Pokemon games. Game Freak debuted a new trailer, giving us an even better look at the new region and the creatures we'll be catching in this next iteration. It also gave us a release date. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are now set to release on November 18th, 2022. 
The trailer shows some new Pokemon. The mouse type, Pommy. The plant, small, small of, uh, like olive. Uh, and the very good pig, uh, Lechonk. The trailer also debuted the new legendary Pokemon exclusive to each version. The dragon-like Coraidon uh, in Scarlet and the Myriadon in Violet. We also got a glimpse of some new of some of the new human characters. Professor, professor Sada and Turo will be exclusive to their respective versions, marking the first time the professors deviate. And your friendly rival this time around is a young girl named Nimona. Uh, a press release alongside the trailer detailed that the game will allow free co-op yeah, free co-op exploration for up to four players. Although specifics on exactly how this works, what happens when someone enters a battle, for instance, remain a mystery. The trailer also showed the cover art for each version of the game. Janet, we're watching it right now. We're seeing the Pokeball. We're having a great time. What is your hype level for this? Um, I'm excited for it, but I'm also like a little bit tired because I came. I'm still coming off of like Arceus. Yeah. And I'm a little. I'm still a little bit bummed that they're coming out in the same calendar year because I would have spent a lot more time in Arceus if I didn't have this game coming up. Yeah. Um, but I'm really hoping that this is, I mean, I feel like it's like kind of a cursed statement at this point, even though I love Pokemon games, I think they're all really good. I think even the bad ones are still pretty good, which I think is very impressive to do as a franchise. But like many people, I want to see more. I want to see, you know, growth. I want to see more fidelity, this, that, and the other, right? There's like a laundry list of things that I'm hoping this game does. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that it all kind of starts to come to fruition. I mean, there's been a lot of talk of wanting it to incorporate some of the um, exploratory elements of Arceus, but maybe, you know, bring back some of the more traditional things we've seen with gyms. And there's always the debate on, do we want gyms, do we not? I see they had like a, a quick stadium overview and things. So yeah, I'm, I am excited for it, but it's like, I would have been more excited if I just had a little bit of time. Like, I feel like I didn't sure, have any time. Sure, you had a brief. And now I'm just like, oh, we're going again. It's like, we didn't have enough of a, of a cycle between the two. Um, but also, LeChonk, amazing name. That's Incredible name. name. I'm scared for this co-op, though, because these Pokemon games notoriously suck for multiplayer. So I'm, I'm <laughs> cautiously optimistic. It looked good. It, okay, we're together, whatever. That seemed good. But I feel like they're going to mess that up somehow. And I, I'm just wondering how at this point. <laughs> What right will here. they screw up? How will they screw this up? Yeah, yeah because yeah. you like you kind of know it's not going to be like just good. And like I'm not trying to be rude, but like we've all experienced the different elements of like Pokemon multiplayer, and it's you know it leaves something to be desired. So I'm like, okay, I mean this at a quick glance in this trailer seemed fine. We met up and we went on our way, but like, what will it actually feel like when we're when we're playing? So. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple, couple questions here. One of the things that is worth pointing out, Toby Fox over on Twitter writes, I had the honor of composing the field music for Pokemon Scarlet Ooh. and Violet. After creating a concept sketch, Game Freak arranged it to many into many versions that you'll hear throughout the game. You can hear a bit of it in this trailer. The chat was popping off when uh, that was playing over there. So it's worth pointing out that Undertale's Toby Fox uh, composed the field music, which is pretty dope. Uh Johnny Cordez writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says the new Pokemon trailer looked incredible dot 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 if it was released 10 years ago that is how does Pokemon still get away with releasing games that are so far behind the standard of games that everyone else is releasing no voice acting still only now do we get four player co-op everyone else wanted everyone else was doing this years ago Janet you're a Pokemaniac why does this happen why do they let this happen? Uh, they have the Pokemon and the Pokemon are cute and they're cool. That is like the short answer. <laughs> I think yeah. the more in-depth answer is, I mean, there are very few games that are Nintendo exclusive games that have good fidelity. Um, I think I was going to say in the chat, stretch caramel says or caramel. Uh, this is a general Nintendo question. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the Nintendo games have never, most Nintendo games don't look very good. Um, and when they do, it's like shocking. We're like, oh my God, and it runs fine? <laughs> like Kirby um, in the Forgotten Land looks like absolutely, uh, for, is it forgotten or forbidden? It's forgotten, right? Forgotten. Yeah, it's forgotten. It's the Horizon Forbidden West. It's the Forgotten, forgotten it, Land. So forgotten Land versus the Forbidden. Yeah, that game's fantastic. Plays amazing. Looks amazing. Definitely, like, you know, top 10 pickup probably on the Switch um, at this point. I get, that game is incredible. But that's, those are few and far between games that really look good. So there's that element of it. And then, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the short answer is they, they don't really want to. And I don't want to say that to say that they just decided to make it look bad on purpose or make it look worse, but that doesn't seem to be where their priorities lie. And again, I would make that same argument for Nintendo. Nintendo could make a console powerful enough to look good. They don't want to because they have their focus on other things and that frees them up to do other things that they care about more. Things like having a, you know, a more approachable price point. Um, things like that's kind of the main, that's the main one, honestly, <laughs> you know? just like making it a little bit easier to maybe I don't know. I don't even know if it's easier to develop on because people always complain about Nintendo development. But, you know, like they don't want to. Like they have the money to do it. They That's not where their priorities lie. I think two Pokemon's always gone for a more, I don't know, stylistic look to it. I think you can still have fidelity and be stylized, though. So I don't want to say it's an excuse. But yeah, like it's only going to get kind of so good. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have any nicer answer. Like they're just not really going to look amazing. I will say I got a little annoyed, though, because I, I do think when Arceus came out, um, a lot of people complained about the look of that, which is fair. Like it wasn't, you know, amazing looking. But then suddenly everyone's like, oh, this doesn't look nearly as good as Sword and Shield. And I'm like, when Sword and Shield came up, everyone thought that thing looked ugly. I only heard complaints about it. So I also feel like there's a little bit of Pokemon is both a incredibly powerful and successful IP, but also a little bit of a punching bag. And sometimes it's for, for good sure. reasons, but sometimes I kind of feel like it's just the thing to like. You know, we, we, we some of the stuff we already know. It's like we're still complaining about the same stuff, but it's not going to change. Again, I don't think that means it's not worth criticizing, but at a certain point, it's kind of like, I don't know. That's like low on my left. Like, I'd rather focus on the stuff that I do think that they could improve on and get right. Like, I don't really see them getting the fidelity up there kind of ever. But. The, I mean, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you of like, I just don't think they're motivated to do that because they don't need to be. Uh, Benji Sales on Twitter put out this today. Po Switch Pokemon sa franchise sales. Sword and Shield is at uh, 24.2 million units. Uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearls at 14.6 million units. Let's Go Eevee slash Pikachu is at 14.5 million. Legends Arceus is at 12.6 million. And New Pokemon Snap is at 2.4. Pokemon, I mean, I, you know me, I don't have the nostalgia for Nintendo being a Sega kid, and I didn't start playing Pokemon until way later, and I've, I've enjoyed it fine. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, I'm going somewhere else with this conversation, but to deviate here, I'm looking forward to this one. RCS dropped, and I started it, and it, it was during review season, though, and I started, and I was like, I, mm -hmm. I actually enjoy this. I like this. I want to play more of this, and then they announced this, and I was like, oh, well, I'm way more interested in playing in a modern setting than an archaic <laughs> rcs setting right like you know i didn't want to i don't want to go back in time in the same way andy doesn't want to be gabe logan i don't want to be rubbing two sticks together and acting like this is technology <laughs> i'd rather have it there so once they announced that i'm like oh well i'm not gonna even play rcs i'll wait for this so i hope that what people loved about rcs is in this one and yeah. i guess from from the trailer it seems like it is right janet like it seems comparable yeah i mean it's so hard because like the trailer is so specifically cut and they release so little information on it um and I don't know. I don't see yeah. them doing like a preview cycle for this game either. Which they did do for Arceus, remember? Which yeah, is why they, we was like, is this game going to be garbage? Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully I would like if they did, but I don't, I would, I'm not banking on that. So I feel like we're not going to know a lot going into this. But yeah, it does look like it's more open, um, which would be awesome. Like, I mean, I think 
for what it's worth, the wild area, even though it was definitely less developed than what you got in Arceus, it was one of the more fun elements and novel elements of Sword and Shield. So it's like, okay, if we can just... One of my frustrations as like a Pokemon fan, and obviously everyone wants different things from these games, so you know you're never going to satisfy everyone, but it does always feel like they... I like that they introduce new ideas and kind of make the games have their own um, mechanical identity or little shtick to them, but it also feels like sometimes good ideas appear and then they go away and then we just don't see them. And that's not true for every idea. (laughs) Like the mounts are a thing now. You know, we don't need to like craft your party to have you know a certain pokemon that has a certain move just to get through like the rocks or something or the water which is awesome that's great they don't seem to be doing away with that that's awesome i want more of those things carrying through um well janet then then you tend to get so we'll see Joe Scrabble, there's so much to talk about Pokemon. I have so many different and then and then and then. Mm-hmm. Joe Scrabbles at IGN calls this one out in his write-up about it, right? As previously announced, these will be the first fully open-world Pokemon games in the series. However, what we didn't previously know was that Scarlet and Violet would see a very different structure, too. The site confirms, he's been talking about the Pokemon site for the game. The site confirms that the games include, quote, a world that you're free to explore at your leisure and not in an order dictated by the story, end quote. Uh, that leads to a question from Jake Bakes Cakes, who writes down on patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Pokemon is now fully open world. How much will having access to the entire world from the beginning change the game? Does this get you more or less excited for Scarlet Violet? Janet, you're talking about Pokemon. You want more new ideas. You want to see those push forward, carried over, and so on and so forth. What does this one do for you? It's more exciting because I think, too, the, the Pokemon stories have always taken a backseat to, at least for me, to like the act of going out and catching the Pokemon and battling. For sure. Like, that's what I care about. Uh, a little bit being friends with them, too. Like, I think I do like the sim elements they have um, that they've kind of played with to varying degrees across the different games from like the pageants to like camping and like, you know, cleaning up your Pokemon. Like, what was it called? The. Oh, God, I don't remember. Y'all, y'all know you take the styles on the 3DS and you, like, clean them and stuff. Like, whatever that was called. It had a name, but I don't remember. Um, I, it's honestly kind of close. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Po- Poka, it, someone knows. I know one of Poka you knows. Styling. Uh, Poke styling. Okay, no, not Pokewash. It's like Poke me, I think it is. Pokea me. Um, A-M-I-E. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, that, Joe Beezer's saying A-M-I-E. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Um, you know, I like those elements as well. But yeah, like the idea of being able to explore and have the focus on exploration, like I think that was the shining star of Arceus. Um, what I'm wondering though is like how that's, how are they going to approach though the story then in the major beats of it? You know, I, we've definitely seen plenty of open world games have, you know, integrated stories. So I don't know if it'd be like, Breath of the Wild style, for lack of a more novel comparison, where you have maybe like gyms and then you have like a main thing that you have to do with like recommended levels. Like I'm wondering how, because the other thing too that Pokemon is really focused on and one of the things that kind of holds it back in some ways, like again, they have... They have their decisions on how they want to craft their games and their franchise. But one big tenet of Pokemon is that anyone can play it, even if you've never played a Pokemon game. And while I think it's great to have, you know, approachability in a franchise, I do think that means that, you know, you always get the long tutorial. You always get like certain staples always stay the same. So I'm wondering how are they going to have, you know, ease of use and approachability in something that is a little bit more open, um, that that's probably one of my biggest questions thinking about this concept for me that sounds exciting like again like you know the pokemon games i've played i usually fall off of them uh before the end the one i always fuck this up what was it was it let's go 
I don't know, 2019, whatever won the the fall of 2019, Jen and I played while on our trip uh, to London and then Paris, and we played it nonstop, and I beat it on the flight back, and that was the first Might Pokemon game I ever finished. Were you throwing? Were you just throwing the Pokeballs? No, much? I would never do that. You know, I would never sit there with the Wiimote on a plane like a moron throwing the Pokeball. Are you kidding me right there? Uh, uh, but like, okay. Arceus seemed the most interesting. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> seemed the most interesting. Uh, uh, Arceus seemed the most interesting, but everything they're saying about this sounds like more what would be up my alley yeah, so yeah. i'm I'm in the same boat of like watching it and talking about it today i'm like man i should get back to rcs then i'm like well no because if i start playing rcs i'm gonna totally burn out and not at all want to play yep uh, scarlet when it drops so yeah yeah we'll wait and see which sword is, and shield which is pretty soon time. too because we have a date now right november 18th 2022 not far at all however in more related pokemon news kevin this is not a number two i put all the pokemon stuff under one headline all right kevin don't panic Got it, more, got it. We're going to go to Nintendo Everything, where Nicholas writes, uh, Junichi Masuda is stepping down from Game Freak, appointed as chief creative fellow at the Pokemon Company. Uh, an official press release from the Pokemon Company has just confirmed that Matt, uh, Masuda is leaving his former role as Game Freak's managing director to become the Pokemon Company's chief creative fellow, effective immediately. Essentially, that means that while he should no longer be directly involved in the development of the series' games, he will now be focusing on managing the franchise as a whole. Uh, Masuda's role in the development of the Pokemon franchise is a noteworthy one. He has been involved in the development of the games ever since the original Pokemon Red version and Green version, has, direct, has directed several games in the, the franchise himself, and has generally assisted in the development of other games in the franchise, such as the mobile spinoff Pokemon Go. In a way, his new role is uh, his new role in the company should mimic that of Shigeru Miyamoto, who also stepped into the role of creative fellow at Nintendo to focus more on managing their brand rather than being directly involved in the developing uh, in developing their games. Janet, are you panicking as a Pokemaniac? No, because I think, you know, again, and we were kind of talking about um, in much more grim ways, uh, this kind of topic yesterday about like passing on the oh, torch and like how. Yeah, you can no, kind of- yeah. I was getting ready for my stream yesterday and I had the chat open and everybody's calling you like Janet the Grim Reaper. They wanted this to be your gimmick now in KFW. Like what? You're just saying people are going to die? I was talking about like I I mentioned death once and then everyone freaked out. And then the other things were like retirement and like passing on torches and things. But yeah, you have to plan for stuff like that. You know, again, things are not forever. And, you know, I think Masuda, um, like obviously like the legacy is... I don't want to say uncontested because obviously there's other like people involved, but like Masuda's had such a rich history with um, being involved in these games. But I also feel like having like read interviews with like Masuda and also Omori, like they've talked about trying to create those structures to have other people like take the reins and things. So I think, I think it should be fine. Um, I also feel like obviously Pokemon games are hard to make, but I think they have, it's a really storied franchise. I think there's been a lot of moving parts, a lot of different identities, a lot of ways it's branched out. Like, I am not really worried about it necessarily, but it is kind of like a little bit of a, I guess, a bummer in that like it's a change, right? And I, I think, sure. again, Masuda and Omori have been such like heavy, heavily associated and involved in Pokemon. Like, in, you know, obviously, again, there's lots of people involved, but like in a lot of people's mind, like that's Masuda Mori, that's Pokemon. Um, and that's, there's still also like involvement with the franchise on a higher level too, which if anything, that's, you know, probably for the best, right? Trying to like, have someone who has that experience sort of lead the vision of the franchise overall. Um, you know, if anything, this could be better for where they're heading in terms of longevity and, you know, fostering people into those roles that aren't just, you know, Masuda and like the other people that have been involved in uh, the games before. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, no- a notable change, but I don't think it means 
oh, now everything's better. Because again, too, with Pokemon, I got plenty of complaints now. And it's not to say that like those will go away. I don't think it's necessarily going to make for a better or worse game for this reason specifically. But yeah, it's definitely a change worth noting. And, you know, a little bit of a, the end of an era, but the start of a new one as well. Yeah, hopefully that leads to some of the changes you and I know t fans like Tim want from the Pokemon series. Maybe they're able to get some fresh ideas through. But we will wait and see, just like we're waiting to see what's happening tomorrow at PlayStation State of Play. We got a number two on the Roper Report. Summer Game Fest State of Play has confirmed Horizon. Uh, there's a tweet from PlayStation that says, Tomorrow, get a new look at Horizon Call of the Mountain for PlayStation VR 2 during State of Play. The show kicks off at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and 11 p.m. BST. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you, of course, can watch this entire thing with us, twitch.tv slash games tomorrow on the PS I Love You uh, post show right afterwards. But for right now, Janet, are we getting a release date for Horizon, mm. in, which would also give us the release date yeah. for PSVR too? Oh, How man. much PSVR are we? Is tomorrow the day? Are did they, are they not doing their own event? You think? Are they? Is it going to be a big blowout tomorrow? For what is happening, Jan? Is it coming this year? What's happening? I think okay. Again, this is like. I can't wait for this not to age well, but again, these are just guesses. Like Nobody I don't know, um, right? Yeah, it's not real. It's fine. Um, I am going to say yes, just because I'm a little surprised that this is even bundled with any other content. Um, when they kept talking about PSVR 2, we're going to talk about it later. Not now, later, not now, later. Like they kept saying that over and over again. And I think for it to be not in isolation, I don't know. You could kind of make the argument either way on that being oh, more proof that it's not going to happen or more proof that it is. I'm taking it as that it is going to happen, that we'll see, you know, the kind of like a at least the planting of like a major seed with psvr2 where we would have a date we would have this more grounded um a couple of releases and then yeah maybe there is something more elaborate i think especially with something like vr you it would be worth having a separate like in a separate additional showcase to kind of talk about maybe some elements of the tech you know really convince yeah. people that this is fun and easy to use and that it's going to be simple to set up and you know getting some of those things out because it is a little bit more um inherently it feels more complicated or slash more foreign to most console users because it's not a console right if you have P uh, ps5 you probably have had other consoles before i'm guaranteed but most likely and even if you haven't they're fairly simple to use um and not that the vr is inherently like crazily complicated but with vr people inherently have more questions they're like how much space do i need what do i like need to set up with it like what is it you know and even stuff that is already out there it could be worthwhile getting a refresher on so yeah i'm gonna say yes what about you you think we're getting release dates tomorrow for this? yes i will go as far in my prediction here to say you will get a release window mm, i i think that better. they i think the they will better. end with a 2022 to confirm PlayStation VR 2 is coming this year. And then on the blog post, they'll be like, well, we're excited to tell you more about PlayStation VR in the future too mm. soon in the future leading up to its 2022 release day. Remember, of course, I'm going to read from the PlayStation blog. This is how they're currently promoting State of Play. It's been more than two months since our last State of Play. Who's ready for a new one? Tune in live next Thursday, June 2nd, for nearly 30 minutes of announcements and updates from the world of PlayStation. We'll some exciting reveals from our third-party partners, plus a sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2. Watch over on Twitch yet. Yada, yada. so again it's not a full-blown psvr 2 showcase or a state of play and i'm with you janet that i think when the time comes to give you the release date of playstation vr 2 to give you more of a technical like, here's putting it on and doing the thing and yet like we're in a different place with playstation than ever before and i do think that i don't think you're going to get a playstation vr 2 
showcase. I don't think we're going to get the dedicated event for it. I don't think it's going to be a big deal on that level. I think it will be a PlayStation blog post. That is like PlayStation VR 2's release date is this. Here's everything you need to know. Here's a video that is, you know, Sid Schumann going and putting it on and showing you how to use it in the room and stuff like that. Like, I think this would be the time then to bundle it with, hopefully, it's exciting reveals from our third-party partners. This is Summer Game Fest. This is the beginning of E3 season, right? So whoever PlayStation's partnering with there, I, I've said, we're again, we're making predictions, so I'm sure people are going to steal them from this, try to use them against me on Gamescast this afternoon. I think Capcom, I think Capcom will be there. I wonder, and I'm not going to say what it is. I think it'll be there. I'll talk about that on my thing or whatever. But if you have that, you have eyes on a more traditional big exciting triple a third party game that is a great time then to also bookend or put at the the tail end of that and be like hey cool don't forget playstation vr2 here's call of the mountain here's you assume if and this is me talking out my ass a lot obviously but if this is the move to get vr2 and lies here's call of the mountain here's that teaser for the ghostbusters just to confirm that that's coming as well which isn't a big deal but it's a sony thing so it makes sense to get it out there right and then i think you end with here's a trailer for half-life 2 alex or half-life alex half-life alex mm-hmm coming to playstation vr2 and maybe that order is different maybe you start with alex you end with call of the mountain since that's the first or yeah the only new content you'd be able to show that is ghostbusters is just you know a concept trailer or whatever like there's a bunch of stuff going on there but i'm fascinated to see what it'll be tomorrow i can't wait to see whatever nauseating uh spider-man experience they've crafted for vr (laughs) (laughs) uh if that wasn't enough Again, tomorrow, PlayStation State of Play, come hang out with us, Twitch, blah, blah, blah. If that was enough to get you excited for Summer Game Fest, Jeff Keighley has robbed me, ladies and gentlemen. He has fucking robbed me on the day of our SGF Prediction Games cast. Everyone knows I always predict the fucking rock's going to be at the Game Awards when we do this shit. And sure as shit, he tweets out today. This is number three. Excited to welcome The Rock to Summer Game Fest next Thursday, June 9th, to talk about his role as the foundation in Fortnite game and the upcoming Black Adam and the upcoming Black Adam movie. God damn it, Jeff. Could you have just waited and let me get this out on the Gamescast today? Had to come out and do this. Son of a B. Well, at least you know that your prediction would have been right. Now, I understand. There's no satisfaction on that. Yeah, it's, no points it's actually it. getting the points on the board. Yep. yep yeah. Yep, yep. The Rock, though, going to be a Game Fest. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I like The Rock. Yeah, The Rock's cool. Are you more excited like... to hear him talk about the Fortnite or Black Adam? <laughs> A Fortnite, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in, a, I'm in my Fortnite era, you know, since yeah. not a lot of games are coming out. I'm Whoa, like, now is the time. Hey! Now is the time for me to finally go pro in Fortnite. You know, like yeah. fuck all this fucking reviews and shit. Like I'm just gonna really focus. There's no money on, in that. All the money's yeah. now on the Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like no one's reading the articles. Like let's be frank. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely Fortnite because I'm, I'm into Fortnite now and it's been fun. So yeah. Are you? gonna buy the battle pass for the new season are you that in are you committed to it oh yeah and i'm gonna use epic creator code kind of funny for all my epic uh in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite but i don't like rocket league so it's just gonna be more fortnite so there you go Crushed it. boom i i was um, telling kevin uh, yesterday i read that ad all the time in my house and people never tire of hearing it frankly are, so has your brother his fiance and uh, your dad and your boyfriend are they all using epic creator code kind of funny they have not made any epic in-game purchases yet right, so uh-huh. that they have not yet um but when they do i'm like hey use the code yes uh janet garcia greg miller from kind of mm-hmm. does min max have an epic creator code i don't think so could you start yeah. using ours on their programming when it comes up can you just be like and I, if i made you a shirt that just said use the epic creator code kind of funny would you wear it on their programming um may, i'd consider it but also okay. i don't know if i want to be a pawn in this um mental battle between you and ben hansen so oh no I mean, no 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 this isn't a mental <laughs> battle i asked her if politely if they had one you know what i mean 
Because mm-hmm. like it would be like if they had one, I obviously I wouldn't come in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I mean, that and hit a hit a, if you actually want any cross promo stuff, hit up Ben. I'm sure Ben would do some degree. We've worked with you guys before on stuff, so. But yeah, I, I wear a lot of kind of funny shirts on MinMax content because we don't I have I don't have that. a crew neck. I don't have a crew neck yet, like a MinMax crew neck. So are you calling you back? Ben Hansen, just send me a text message. At the tone. Don't order me around. Your message. When you have God, finished recording, you may hang up you know or I mean? press one for more options. Ben Hansen, it's Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. You're live on Kind of Funny Games Daily right now. First off, how dare you? No one just tells me what to do. All right, send a text message. I'll leave this here, and you know, yeah, I won't send you a text message. Uh, question for you, and I know you just got married and you're busy. Uh, do you do you do you have an epic creator code? Does Min Max have one? If yes, then don't worry about it. Well, let me know, but don't worry about it. If no, would you mind if I made Jana Garcia a shirt that said "Use the Epic Creator Code"? Kind of funny, and then she wore that on your programming. Thank you. Let me know. Send me a text message, motherfucker. See how you fucking do whatever you want and call order me around. We'll get back to you on that, Janet. Okay. How often are you making these kind of calls? Are these the only calls you make? Do you make any regular 100%. calls? One hundred percent. I I do not make regular phone calls. If you get a phone like call a- from me, it's it's usually. Once it happens, the one time you're calling the gas company, you're like, listen, this is kind of funny. Uh, I noticed here that you have an extra charge here. I don't know what the fuck that's about. So, uh, yeah, fix that shit. Bye. Yeah, no, I hate talking on the phone. Just despise Mm -hmm. it. So if you get a call from me, we joke when when Poe came and played Fortnite, we were joking around about it. I think, yeah, that if I call you, it's either something horrible has happened or I'm on a show. And so you can usually tell by the hours of the day. If it's after five, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, something bad's happening. You know what I mean? God. Yeah, I think last time I called Poe, like phone called Poe that wasn't on content was when I had cancer. So that was 2012. So like, you know, what I, mean? you just, I don't call people. You text them you just, and you see them, hopefully, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, number four on the Roper Report. This is your final bit of PlayStation stuff before I'll hit to an ad break. Uh, PlayStation Plus monthly games for June have been revealed. And guess what, boy? God of War is on there alongside Naruto to Baruto <laughs> Shinobi Striker. <laughs> and- <laughs> It's his son's name. It's his son. I don't know why we're laughing. You know what I mean? That's Naruto's son son is Baruto. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Now, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. You make fun of how stupid and lame kind of funny is with their naming conventions where I name Tim's son Rimothy. You're going to sit there and be like, (laughs) Baruto. Is that real? That's real? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you're pronouncing it a little wrong, but it's fine. Well, I'm saying, oh, because he's Naruto, and this would be yeah. Boruto. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Wait, is also just, uh, just so clear, that's it's you know Naruto is not a comedy anime. It has funny moments, but it also has serious. You know what I'm saying? Like their goal isn't to make you laugh with the name. Kevin, it's- I'll let you know straight up. I've reviewed several Naruto games at uh, IGN. All right? right, I know all is about right? Guy, a guy in his bowl cut. Yeah, I know, guy, yeah. I know these. I remember I played the thing when Naruto you know was a name. small, and then when he was big. Like I've played the fucking. Game. No, it's Rock What's Lee's Guy? What's Guy's son name? No, no, he doesn't have a son. Rock Lee. <laughs> <is> <laughs> he named boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, uh, got a word free. And Janet, my question for you then: Does this? put even more weight into the scale saying yes. God of War Ragnarok is here. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Now, obviously, like, the scales can always deceive. It could be like, we're gearing up for our 2023 release. You know, yeah, like, that's yeah, always yeah. possible. But I feel like, okay, now I'm starting to finally be like, now, you know, I think 
everyone at PS I Love You, we've just been like, this thing's the end delayed for sure. And like the longer time's gone, we're like, it's definitely end delayed. And yeah, no, see, the, the longer it's gone, weeks, the more I've started to believe. I've started to believe. Oh, okay. You sw- see, I'm I'm finally I'm on Team Believe in the last like few weeks. I think when they um when they like dropped some of the accessibility stuff, and then they did something else after that too. And I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of starting to buy in. And now we remember then it on, was um uh, uh, Bruno. Bruno said uh, he confirmed on Twitter. Coming this Honestly, year. when Bruno said that, that Bruno was before the accessibility stuff, and I did, I'll be honest, Bruno, I'm sorry, Bruno, I did not believe you. I thought for sure people were like sending us Slack messages, like, "What? Why are you out here posting this? We don't know if this is possible." Um, I never believed Bruno. Even now, I still don't believe him. But the rating I believe Korea, that he believed. That was the other one. Yeah, that's the that, that's the one. The rating kind of the rating and the accessibility thing was like, okay, I'm like kind of starting to buy into it. And they haven't, again, if, even if it was delayed, I'm like, you didn't have to tell us at some point that it was delayed. And now with this being on like PlayStation Plus, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm pretty much bought in now. But now I'm just like, okay, well, give me the freaking date. I just need to be able to plan my life around this game. So we'll see. Do you think? Maybe, uh, maybe on a, next what, week. What, tomorrow? Well, I, during, you know, we're being, we're using the broad brush to talk about SGF, right? Summer Game sure. Fest, especially in our predictions today. I think we're just talking about like basically every showcase in June. Yeah. Do you think either at showcase uh, tomorrow for, or whatever, state of play tomorrow or SGF, uh, whatever event they're calling it on Thursday of next week, do you think you get a God of War Ragnarok trailer and a release date there? Yeah, I'm just going to go, you know, they say when you're doing a standardized exam and you don't know the answer, just to pick the same answer for everything. Yeah. I'm going yeah. all release dates on this. Okay. Let's wow. go. Let's finally just get the content out there. Um, uh, chat they'll show at the Xbox Showcase. That is hilarious um, of, a, of an idea. Um, no, I think the question is, like, if we don't see it tomorrow, do we think we're seeing it at uh, SGF's, like, main show? I feel like that'd be kind of weird, but it also would kind of make some sense because it's a big reveal, so maybe they, like, would want to bundle those. I don't know. I'm not sure. The fact but. that they're working with Jeff, yeah, would make me think maybe they do it at SGF. They want to yeah. be on that big stage. They want to have eyes but on there would, that aren't it just would suck for everyone to be like it'd be awkward though still it makes more sense i think that's also the play that would be the most give the most like hype and traction to everything but yeah but i, I think you, we see it i think we get a date all right you can catch my prediction on gamescast to find out what i think about it ladies and gentlemen uh but for now let me remind you you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to support the show uh you can go there you can kick us a few bucks you can get your questions read you can get your names read you can do all that stuff you can get the show ad free you can get the show at the post show you can go watch us record the gamescast in mere minutes but guess what you're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsor Let's get it. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now, I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there, right? I got the Me Undies lounge shorts going on. Of course, I got the Undies. And then, boom, Me Undies socks, baby. That's how we do out here at Kind of Funny. I love being soft head to toe in the micro modal fabric. You already know all about that. But if you don't, Let's face it, summer's sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from. But if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles, and sizes extra small to 4XL. So you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first-time purchasers. You can get 15% off. If you sign up for their free-to-join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go 
to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early without direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. Uh, So, What are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Get started at Chime.com slash KF games shout out to credit karma for sponsoring this episode want a new credit card but not sure how to choose you don't need to apply for the first offer that you see in the mail credit karma can help you zero in on the right option for you and apply with more confidence i love credit karma i've been using it for years to check my credit profile make sure everything is good and on the up and up Uh, credit karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation credit karma partners with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure you're exploring all sorts of options best of all credit karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply helping you apply with more confidence comparing cards on credit karma is 100 percent free and most importantly will not affect your credit score that is huge credit karma create your own karma ready to find the right card for you head to credit karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today that's creditkarma.com or hit up the credit karma app to find the right card for you that's creditkarma.com kevin jan and i have breaking news for you i've entered it in a document kev uh this is going to come from varieties joe otterson who writes will arnett to voice sweet tooth and twisted metal series at peacock Will Arnett is officially set to voice the iconic character Sweet Tooth in the Twisted Metal TV series at Peacock. The character in the show is described as a hilarious and terrifying Hulk of a man who is an emotion who is as emotional as he is cunning. A lover of chaos, this majestic, rage-filled killer dons an ever-smiling clown mask and uses Lost Vegas as his own personal kill ground, all while he drives his infamous doomsday ice cream truck. It has long been rumored that Arnett would voice Sweet Tooth in addition to serving as an executive producer uh, producer on the series, though it was never formally announced until now. Arnett joins previously announced cast members uh, Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrix, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, and Nev Campbell in the live action show. I don't know what to make of Twisted Metal on Peacock, Janet. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to see it now, though, because I feel like it's going to be interesting to look at. Will Arnett means comedy. I like Will Arnett. Yes. So, like, I like Anthony Mackie, Thomas Hayden Church. Not the best Sandman I've ever seen because he wasn't good, but I'm like, I liked him a lot in Wings. I liked him a lot in uh, the wine movie, Sideways. No, what was it? Yeah. And then I, Neff Campbell, Scream, come on. But, like, still, it's just like, is this a movie? Is this a show I'm actually going to want to watch? Week yeah, to week? Pro- pro- probably not. Um, I will say with Will Arnett, I mean, I just, all I can think about is um, Lego Batman. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Oh, Lego Batman sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. Lego Batman was fun. Um, but so I only think of him as Joe, which yeah. works, honestly. I feel like that would also work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Twisted Metal, it, it's a weird one because it's like, it's not exactly a, a game I associate with like 
story, which in one hand, hey, it kind of take it in whatever direction you kind of really want to go in. But, you know, yeah, I don't I don't see this being good. But like, hey, make your art. Every time I say I don't I'm not into it, I, I get yelled at by blessing. You know what I mean? Like he's excited for this. And I don't and I, OK. Go get him, Blessing. I feel like Blessing's exciting, excited in the way that, like, we often lie to ourselves. It's like when he's like, I knew y'all weren't going to play the Bugsnax DLC. Like, I know Bless is not going to give a shit about this Twisted Metal series. Like, of but, course, you yeah. know, but I think he thinks he wants to. And I'm like, not going to yes. slap him. He, he, wants, he thinks he wants to. That's a Here's great the thing. Here's the thing. I feel what, what, like. What's the thing? There's an unspoken. I feel like there's an unspoken thing among all of us where it's like we all get to have, like, maybe three delusions that no one, you know, bursts, you know, yeah. like it's like, okay, yeah. well let's just leave him be on this. Like this is his delusion that he's allowed. So there you Agreed. go. Agree. Uh, number five on the Roper report, uh, parents of the wrongful death suit over at Activision have dropped the charges. This is Steven Totillo over at Axios. The parents of Carrie Moynihan have asked the California court to dismiss their lawsuit against Activision Blizzard over the death of their daughter, according to a recent court filing. Paul and Janet Moynihan uh, made their request, which hasn't been widely reported on May 6th. The request calls for the entire action to be dismissed with prejudice, meaning it could not be filed again. The family's lawyer and an Activision rep both declined to comment to Axios uh, about the dismissal. The Moynihan's sued Activision in March, alleging workplace harassment was a significant factor leading to the 2017 death of their daughter, a 32-year-old finance manager at a company retreat. The parents had criticized Activision and the Anaheim, California Police Department for their investigations into their daughter's death, which a uh, county coroner had determined to be a suicide, according to a Washington Post summary of the suit. Carrie Monahan's death uh, had first been referenced without use of her name in the state of California's sweeping July 2021 discrimination and misconduct suit against Activision as an alleged example of the company's problems regarding sexism and sexual misconduct. Activision had quickly disputed many of the allegations in the California suit, which she continued to fight and said last summer that Carrie Monahan's death, quote, has no bearing whatsoever in on this case, end quote. So as this continues to be one of those, we go from getting to talk about a video game TV show and a bunch of stupid video game news to something incredibly real, incredibly painful and incredibly uh, fucked up. This is the real news and we will continue to monitor it and keep you posted. No, I don't know why you would, why they would call it out. And as it says here, right, both the family lawyer and the Activision uh, lawyer haven't responded to comments. So who knows what's yeah, going I mean, on there? You'd, um, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like there's no good outcome in anything like this either way sure. because they already suffered such a loss that nothing's going to unring that bell. Um, but, you know, you'd hope that legally um, and emotionally they take the actions that are, you know, in their best interest. And unfortunately, like, the, you know, again, I don't, we don't know why yeah. this was dismissed. Um, maybe it's because they didn't think they could go through with it and, and kind of come out the other end. Maybe it's because they change their mind on wanting to do it um you know there's a number of reasons but hopefully at the end of the day they some of those things lead them to some degree of you know peace and healing um whether maybe that was part of dismissing this or maybe this is a a big negative in that sense in this like you know exacerbates the pain that they're already experiencing we don't really have a way of knowing they haven't said um you just kind of have to hope for the best uh for these people uh, affected by this 100%, yeah. And so it's worth bringing up, I think, because obviously we've talked so much about the lawsuit and what's going on yeah, yeah. with the state of California. But 
no sense in us trying to dig through their personal reasons for doing this. And if sure. there ever is a comment, we'll report it here. But for now, let's move on to story number six. A uh, reminder that it's Pride Month, so you should be more like Vince Zampella. This is Ethan Gosh over at Kotaku. Vince Zampella, Respawn Entertainment General Manager and head of some of Electronic Arts' biggest franchises, spoke out on Twitter in defense of transgender rights ahead of the start of Pride Month on June 1st. Kotaku has learned that this rare display comes after an internal roundtable discussion earlier today in which executives at the FIFA maker once again faced questions from employees about its relative silence on these issues. Sorry. Uh, quote, to quote Zampella here, trans rights are human rights, uh, Zampella tweeted on Tuesday. It is as simple as that. Respawn has grown on the principles of diversity, equality, and inclusion and strives to uphold those values. Let's be better humans, end quote. Uh, of course, you know, EA, as, keep, as they point out here, right, uh, is still like, you know, not taking a firm stance on any of the stuff and kind of being like, well, lots of opinions and maybe we'll just stay out of it and stuff. So heartening to see Vince, uh, you know, from Respawn stand up and say something about this and I think speak up for those people. Um, yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. I, th- I was just going to say that um, it's, you know, an interesting time in terms of um, folks talking about um, human rights across the board and like the different facets that human rights like take shape because there is a lot of like, splinteredness uh which is unfortunate you know you would think that people could agree on human rights generally but um you know for a lot of people they do make it i think deeper than it needs to be you should support um trans rights and human rights because you have for one it's the right thing to do and two like you are supposed to be you know a welcoming place of employment like that's that is part of it um and there really shouldn't be much debate or hesitance over that um but unfortunately i think time and time again you see um, people not wanting to, you know, offend anyone. Um, again, I'm of the mind that if, if that's offensive to people, I feel like the more, the more egregious thing is the, is not being down for trans rights. Um, but I guess the one heartening thing is, even though it is, it seems like it's challenging to get studios and publishers to have, you know, a unified message, um, on these things, there are at least people that are in power being like, well, you know what, I'm going to say something like you can't stop me from saying something, even if we mm-hmm, can't have a unified mm-hmm. statement. Um, and you're, I feel like you're seeing more and more of, of folks kind of, you know, use their position to try to, you know, voice those things. For sure. Uh, and Vince isn't alone, it should be pointed out. The article goes on. Uh, Lindsay Pearson, franchise creative VP for The Sims at Maxis, also weighed in. Quote, women's rights are human rights, the 20-year, e- tw- 20-year EA veteran wrote on Twitter. Transgender rights are human rights. Maxis and The Sims value diversity, equality, and, and inclusion in our core, and we strive to bring this to life through our teams and our work. We see you and we stand with you, end quote. The Sims 4 most recent update added uh, custom pronouns, and in recent years, the series has made a concerted effort to be more inclusive. Sources said some uh, staff at this at EU in general were once again dismayed with the lack of clear answers from management, uh, whose response again appeared to lean on the idea of abortion and trans right lacking company-wide support. Kellogg and George uh, effectively echoed Chief uh, Chief People Officer uh, Mala Singh's remarks uh, from an internal company town hall last uh, a week ago. Quote, these are incredibly complex personal issues, and part of being an inclusive company means being inclusive to of all those points of view, she said at the time, without specifying what the other points of view on issues like transgender rights might be. Sources said Kellogg and George followed uh, her lead in trying to focus the conversation instead on what EA can do to support the individual healthcare needs of its employees amid the ongoing right-wing culture wars and attacks on human rights. The Battlefield publisher had previously sponsored uh, a Dallas Morning News ad alongside dozens of other companies condemning a grossly transformic gov- uh, trans phobic government order in texas quote 
We're proud to join uh, the Human Rights Campaign, along with others in the business community, to stand against discriminatory laws and policies being introduced in Texas, Florida, and other states across the country, it said in a statement to the press at time. However, neither that sentiment nor Zampella's has ever been shared on EA's website or social media channels. Uh, that's in stark contrast to studios like Bungie and Certain Affinity, uh, which haven't backed down from taking a stand on polarizing issues other game companies have apparently deemed too controversial to weigh in on. It's not yet clear how EA, EA in particular will reconcile its current silence with its 2022 Pride Month activities. Uh, there has been an update to the article uh, that reads like this. In a, an EA spokesperson commented, quote, EA support for the LGBTQIA plus in trans communities is longstanding and enduring and has been shared widely and publicly and supported a, supplied a link to the above uh, mentioned Pride 2021 EA blog post. So, yeah, we kind of had the conversation in the middle, but mm -hmm. if you have a platform of any kind, use it to speak out for the people you love and be welcoming and be cool. And don't be afraid to say, hey, trans rights are human rights. And everybody have a nice Pride Month. Um, quick hits to get you out of here. Uh, number seven, Tekken 7 is selling really well. GamesIndustry.biz had one of those things where it's just like the headline, and that's all there really was to it. But Tekken 7 sells 9 million copies. Uh, the game director confirms the milestone. The fighting series has sold over 53 million copies in total. And then number eight on the Rupa Report, John Madden is on the cover of Madden 23. Kevin, if you want to click on that and throw that up. He's back. Boom. Tough accent to Nectin. Well, you got to scroll down a little bit. Sorry. Boom. Tough accent to Nectin. There he is. John Madden. That's cute. It's a really yeah. nice cover. Yeah. yeah. Good to see John Madden out there again. Uh, Janet, do you ever play the football game? You ever play the Madden? You ever do that? Yeah, I played a lot of Madden. Uh, I think it was Madden 03. Um, I might have those years minus like plus or one because I don't fully remember the year that I played. Uh, but yeah, I was really heavy in the Madden at the time. Um, and I played a bunch on the GameCube because my brother really liked Madden. And I was like, I really want to play nothing but Smash Melee and nothing but Mario Party <laughs> 4. And like literally every day I'd ask him every single day, hey, can we play? And here's the thing. It wasn't like a quick game. Like when we played oh, Smash, no, no, this for Smash. Like when we played oh, Smash, okay. we did like 64 man Melee, just two people. It's hours, five hours. That's their whole day. So like, I was, we were doing it, and he likes those games too, but he's like, okay, well, this is a lot. Like, I'd like you to play Madden with me. Not in exchange, but like, hey, can you play Madden with me? I'm like, sure. And eventually it got pretty good, at least competitive with my brother, um, and we had some really fun games. But that was the extent of, like, my Madden history. I haven't been back since, and the games evolved a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I do have a, a history and a love for Madden. So, yeah, shout out to this cover. It's really cool looking. What well, about you? Do you play much Madden at all? Oh, yeah, I fucking played the shit out of Madden. Wait, in more your, recent years, I've fallen play? off. Okay. No, in recent years, I've fallen off. But what like, was the last one that you hit up? Like, uh, it would be during the kind of funny run. It would basically what would happen is when the Madden would drop, it would be like Sean and my friend Sean and my former uh, roommate Mike Mitchell. Like we would have like a Saturday night and just play it like a ton of it. And then I, you know, in college, in like uh, high school, like that's when I'd be running like you know these multi-year dynasties and like, you know, going the whole nine and trying to play every game and do that. But I was also always way more of an NCAA football guy. Like I like, you know, one foot in bounds. I thought it was a more exciting game. I like the option and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's really where I put my time in. But then when I have a great year with Mizzou, like, and, you know, have like a, a character like Brad Smith, a player like Brad Smith that I could then remember the old one where you could take the players and import them into Madden, like take them off NCAA and import them into Madden. Fucking, I would do that shit nonstop too. But for me, yeah. I have a huge history. Me and Poe's friendship is founded on playing Madden together. And so, like, it goes way, way, way back all the way, you know, to Genesis and whatnot. But, like, good to see it here. That's exciting. But for me, it's way more about, hey, I can't fucking wait to play college football when they get that together. But, Janet, 
EA College football is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. I almost forgot. Remember that IGN, me and Bobby did that series where we played each other all the time. Uh, Diablo Immortal is out now on mobile. That's on one day ahead, if you didn't know. Uh, it'll be out PC tomorrow. Uh, Hop Dodge is out today on Steam. Death Run TV is on Switch, Google Stadia, and PC. Lake. A game Janet and I love is out on Stadia. Uh, and then this is, uh, it's a new dawn in Knockout City, and the game has never felt more free. That's right. Knockout City is officially free to play with today's launch of Season 6, City of Tomorrow. Uh, we all love Knockout City at launch, so if you haven't played, here's your chance. Jump on in there and play some dodgeball. Uh, Going Medieval has released an Animal and Pets update today, and then you're also getting Leap today. I think it's, uh, I'm using release, yeah, I don't like how release releases.com is what i've been using janet and they make their site just uber cumbersome to use so i gotta open all this in new tabs here hold on one second that's because people want they, they need to know what's out janet they need to know um Pinchu Cult Hex Mortis is out on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, Word Wheel is out on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Floofy's uh, Adventure is on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, Leap is on PC, PS4, and PS5. And then Silt is on PC, PS4, PS5, and Switch. New dates for you. Uh, when the latest update for Crafting Inks. PUBG Battlegrounds releases on June 8th for PC and June 16th for consoles. Players can drop into the new ranked season, find more healing items in Angrel and Miramar, and enjoy the original uh, Sandhawk map in Team Deathmatch mode. Uh, Space Lines from Far Out launches on Xbox Game Pass and PC on June 7th. Uh, Autonauts is coming to Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch this month. And then GameSpot reports Super Bomberman R Online, uh, Konami's uh, well-received party game, is shutting down this year. Konami has announced that it will terminate the service for the game or for the online game across all platforms on December 1st, 2022. Ahead of the shutdown in December, Konami stopped selling in-game currency today, June 1st. The publisher said players should spend all unused bomber coins before the servers go dark, though whether or not there is any type of refund in place is unclear. So go out there if you want to play that and get your Bomberman bucks spent. Uh, deals of the day for you. Uh, Wario64 points out that Tell Me Why is now free to own on Steam. You can go grab it there. Janet. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screwed up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, <laughs> roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. I, we talked about pride, so I guess this makes sense. It's, I don't think it's missed news as much as advertising, but it, Nanobiologist points out, Xbox announced their initiatives for Pride Month, including Pride merch made by and for the LGBTQIA plus communities. Donating a total of $170,000 uh, to LGBTQIA plus nonprofits. Uh, the Pride Controller design coming to the Design Lab starting June 9th throughout the whole year. Uh, Tell Me Why is available for free in June plus charity live stream and donating $25,000 to two different uh, nonprofit organizations that support trans, non-binary, and genderqueer communities. And, and a curated list of games made by LGBTQIA plus developers. You can get that all at news.xbox.com. Um, 
and then so guess what that's it that's another show in the books yay jan and i are gonna go do a post show patreon.com slash kind of funny games after that on patreon.com slash kind of funny games we're recording the games cast and predicting summer game fest and they're gonna react to sonic uh, frontiers and we're gonna have a great time if that's not your jam spending some bucks and supporting us i totally get it you can stay here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and watch mike and nick do the top gun maverick challenge uh if you missed that and you want to catch that later uh youtube.com slash kind of funny place our newest youtube channel where we put up all the twitch streams um yeah that's it i did it. i nailed it this is kind of funny games daily nerdy news you need to care about every day uh youtube.com slash kind of funny games youtube.com podcast services around the globe patreon.com slash kind of funny games janet where can people keep up with you uh, you can follow me at game onesis uh that's game o-n-y-s-u-s uh across everything twitter instagram tiktok youtube twitch uh, and then I just had a uh, review jo- drop. I dro- I da, da, da. I reviewed Card Shark over on my outlet Pen Two Pixels, so it's pentopixels.com. So go ahead and read that review. And then uh, if you haven't been reading, read literally everything else. Is that Ben? Oh my god. <laughs> ben Hansen, you made it in at the wire. You're live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. How are you? I'm doing so great. Uh, I've never been more confused by a voicemail, Greg. So thanks for calling, man. No problem, man. I love you. Congratulations on the wedding. Thank you, thank you. We're on our honeymoon in Alaska right now, so I'm uh, battling a moose and trying to understand what you're talking about. A t-shirt for Janet? What is this? Do you have an epic creator code? No. Kind of Funny does have an epic creator code. If I make Janet a shirt that says, use the creator code Kind of Funny, can she wear that on MinMax programming? <laughs> yes, she can wear it whatever she wants. Sure. Do you and your wife want one as wedding gifts? Uh, you know what? I don't know what the fine print is, but you got it, man. Sign us up. There we go. That's my kind of fan. Everybody re- subscribe to MinMax. Ben, we'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Everybody, you take care too. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.